the humidity's kicking my ass, dude. My balls are stuck. I'm only together. happy when it rains. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that. I, you know what? You need to start the show uh, with that. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. So this is Jeremy from California. You're listening to Matt and Bruce. This is Packers Without Borders. Go Pack Go. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your co-host up here in Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada, Matt Larson. I am joined as always by my good buddy down in, oh no, not El Paso today. He is still down in Florida doing the Universal Studios Tour de France, the 500. Bruce Edmonds, how you doing, Bruce? Good, buddy. It was Disney yesterday, and I'm Disney. ready to go home. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I know. I, I I do really well with crowds until near the end, and then it's like, all right, all right. I I've used enough patience. I'm done. I I miss my sleep number bed. Hashtag not a sponsor, bro. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, how long's it been? Four days? No, man. We left. It's going to be a full week that we're going to be gone. We left last Thursday and we leave tomorrow. So yeah, wow. it's a full, wow. it was a full week that we did. Wow. The kids don't have school this week. They have a two week break. It's kind of like they do intermissions now. So because of COVID, instead of having like long vacation times, what they do is every two or three months, they're doing like these two week breaks, which is really good because it breaks up you know, breaks up school for them. But at the same time, in case there's like a COVID outbreak or something like that, they can kind of use that time to go to school if they have to go to school. But if not, they're basically going school year round almost with just like a little bit longer breaks in between and, and a few more breaks. It's so this is their two week. I don't know what the fuck you call it break. <laughs> Crazy. So, so do they get, they get Christmas break, they get spring break. They get exactly so they'll get another, I think, three weeks or two weeks at Christmas and then spring break instead of being one week will be two weeks. So it's like they're just kind of stretching it out a little bit more where you get these two week breaks at every point during the year. But they start school early August, you know, before you used to go all the way to almost the end of August or September. But now what they're doing is they're starting earlier, but they're giving them breaks. But it's basically it's almost like year round school now, man, is what it is, which is fine. Whatever. Yeah, you're not in it. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't have to do it. Nope. I don't have to. They have to. Get it's out of the house. Me. Get out of the house that's, more often. That's the best part of, I mean, as much as I like to sit in the house and I like to hear, you know, uh, my kids giggling while they're playing or, or, you know, they're online with their friends and you can hear them shouting and having a good time together. As much as I like hearing that, 
I love taking my kids to school in the morning and being in the house all alone. <laughs> you know, the only, you. the only noise is the rhomba running in a distant room and me and the dog are cuddled up on the couch. <laughs> dude, it is really nice to have the, it is, it's important to, you know, and I work from home, dude. So I've been doing this. I've been working from home for 15 years now, dude. So I'm used to silence work and doing whatever the hell I need to do um, while I'm home. And my wife works from home, you know, like for a while now she's actually go back in school. She's, she's, she teaches. So summers and, and that type of stuff, she's home during the same breaks that the kids are, but usually she's, she's out of the house. And you know, I, I spend a lot of time driving in my car. Dude, I probably drive four to six hours a day. So anytime that I have at home, which is just even an hour and a half or two hours of dead silence is wonderful. And usually I only get that at like five 30 in the morning before anybody wakes up, dude. So I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, so the Gruden files. Wow. I guess what happens is, is, um, and you know what? My mother gave me this advice uh, many years ago. And she said, do not put in an email in which you do not want read at your grand jury, right? Like do not put anything in writing that you could not repeat to anybody ever. And I mean, I'm not really that type of guy that would send off an email that would be laced with anything or anything of that nature. But wow, finding an email from 10 years ago completely changes the way, I mean, now we'll forever look at Gruden a completely different way. Yeah, that's unfortunate, man. That, that You know, I sometimes, and, and people can can hate me a little bit here, but I think there's a lot of oversensitivity with a lot of things going on in the world right now, but there's also, so I agree point, the pendulum, you know, but this is wrong. too far. Yeah. But th there's no place for this man. No, I mean, at this point, come on. And okay. No. 10 years. And look, it was 10 years ago, but just because it happened Still. 10 years ago, doesn't justify what the, fuck yeah. dude. And that, that's a problem, man. I mean, yeah. Um, it's, I don't understand it. I've never, I was not raised that way, which is probably the difference between me and a lot of other people. And why I think there's some oversensitivity because for me, it's normal to not like my daughters don't say, Oh, look at that black girl or that Chinese girl or that, you know, that yeah. Oriental person or that Asian girl or whatever it is that you want to say, or that white person. They're like, Oh, she's a pretty girl. She's a, yeah. he's a good looking guy. Like there's literally nothing in there that that's how I was raised, dude. I don't see anything. And it's just, it's disappointing. Um, it, it seems like the NFL, I think a lot of what's going to come out with this man is there's probably a lot of covering up that goes on in the NFL at those ranks because, you know, Kurt put it, um, in a tweet that I saw that it was really interesting. It was just a real simple tweet, but Kurt Bankert put in there. It's like, yep. You know, these are the people that run the league basically. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. And so there, there's some undertone here and I think they're going to use him as a, a catalyst to, to genuinely create change in here with the NFL. There's, it's slow, but there is some progression, but yeah, there's no room for that shit. He's a you fucking know, idiot. The other side of it too is, is that there was more allegations like this. And in fact, there was a, a whole bunch more that came out of Washington, but that had to do with the owner. And mm -hmm. none of those reports came out. John Gruden wasn't even part in, of an investigation. And bang, here's an email 
from 10 years ago. How come they can't find anything on owners, but head coaches, no problem. My second, my second uh, point is, is why did Gruden get a payout? If he should have just been fired. Well, I bet you Gruden had a few emails of his own too. It's just like any other type of investigation. It's what information you have, right, on me. What dirt do you have? What dirt do we have on you? He's got some leverage, obviously, with some stuff that he probably knows. And there he resigned. He wasn't fired, right? They gave him a chance to walk away with, with resignation as opposed to firing. Then his contract is still like. You know what they should have done? Guaranteed. If you really want to cut this out, this is what you do. They should have made John Gruden. And and the head coach of the Lions switch. Yep. Make Rudin, you can't leave until they win a Super Bowl. Right? Like, I mean, just it would be like a jail sentence for a bazillion years because they would never win one. Right. No. And that would happen to one coach. And after that, there'd be not one coach anywhere. Anywhere. They wouldn't even make fun of your hat. They'd be like, oh, I like that hat. It's a beautiful hat. They would not even step across the line. If they found out they had to go to Detroit for the remainder of all of their careers, I think that would be the end of it. Well, it would be because players wouldn't be going there. That's part of the problem is players have a lot more saying where they're going now, right? Even look at this. I mean, in terms of trading and determining where they're going to go or not go, players have a lot more say in that. And these franchises like the Jaguars now, right? Like the Lions have been for their entire lives. Uh, um, seem to be these teams that are just in a rut. You know, the Bengals, they found a quarterback, right? Which is why they're competitive, but they're still the same piece of shit organization. Look at the, look at the Browns, dude. I mean, the Browns are the same thing. You have all this talent everywhere. You have all the makings to be a great team. And they're never, you can tell they're never well, going to get over that hump, but they're not going to, they're not going to win a Super Bowl, man. I don't, you know what? I don't know about the Browns. I don't know about the Browns. You know what? Baker Mayfield is my kind of cat. I like him. And, you know, I think OBJ is a uh, distraction. And I think that uh, OBJ is a lot like T.O., who is a lot like, you know, uh, 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 some of these wide receivers when they get to a certain age and they, mm -hmm. they, they just demand a certain amount of attention. I think that uh, Antonio Brown is quiet because for years people were like, to heck with you. And now he's like, if I'm, if I don't shut up, like I'm going to be selling tickets to the game. I won't be in the game. Right. And it's weird that he realized that, right. Cause most players don't see past their own nose. You look at Le'Veon yeah. Bell and I don't know how that dude still has a job. Oh. All of these players, it's that same kind of mentality. But that's what I'm telling you, dude. Like everybody was talking about, Oh, trade for OBJ. Why? no, no, Why? we do not need offensive help. You know what we do need? We do need yeah, Aaron yes. Rodgers. We need Aaron Rodgers to look at somebody other than Adams or Cobb because there was four or five times there where Lazard was wide open. In fact, when he overthrew Tunyon, Lazard was wide open and, and, and I think Cobb was coming underneath and he was open too and he overthrew Tunyon. He gets that laser vision and we've all seen it and we all know it and we know he spreads the ball around eventually yeah but some of us would like to see him there's do no it eventually dude i mean quicker like let's 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 spread it out a little bit more lazard should not have gone catchless that game he did his job he did his blockings he did his assignments ran his routes and he was open four or five times and and during those times rogers was missing on someone else right that was that's the problem that we're seeing a little bit of 
you know, from this number one offense that we had last year to what we're seeing now is he's not taking those quick shots, those immediate available, you know, passes on the short to intermediate. No, he's holding onto the ball for that extra half a second, that extra. And you see it in his time of release. I was looking at that because that's, you know, just visually seeing him hold the ball and pat it or do something or take off. Like you're saying, going off of one read to another read. The problem is that first, street is open and he's waiting to see if there's something bigger down the field in his it was yeah. he went from 2.31 you know this, this his release was 2.31 and now it's over 2.5 that split second of indecision not indecision or maybe it might be indecision but it's showing that he's not taking that first open look that's schemed open by Lafleur's offense he's looking for something else and that's the difference between Rodgers last year and Rodgers this year it, and, you know, it, it brings up that whole conspiracy theory. Is he trying to get Adams paid? And this is my answer to that. Adams well, I, is getting I put paid. that out there. That was all bullshit. Yeah. I put that out but, there. It bullshit. But, Adams but it seems like paid. it. Adams is getting paid no matter what those numbers are at the end of the year. That's mm-hmm. that's that. wide receiver. His body, yeah, his body of work has already done it. This would be icing on the cake for Adams where he solidifies that the Packers will not be able to afford him next year. Period. I mean, really, that that's ultimately what's happening. And and I'm not saying bad for Tay. Tay should be getting as much money as he possibly can because he's only got a couple more years left, two, three, maybe four more years left in this league, and then that's it. He'll never play again. He's got to make as much as he can for his family for as long as he can, and I'm with him. Get paid. But if this is supposed to be the last dance, dream team, blah, 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 you know what? I wouldn't mind occasionally uh, not having to – you know, need Mason Crosby to kick a last second field goal to win a game. You know what it is um, with this farewell tour, farewell tour that, that I've noticed and knowing Rogers and how concerned he is about his legacy, right? As much as he says he isn't, that is the one thing that has been consistent with him where he is very aware of every record, every single thing available to him to be able to be considered one of the best because that's how he is. I mean, and that's what makes him great. But have you noticed how many records have been being broken for the Packers on a weekly basis? This farewell tour is going to be him setting as many possible records as the greatest to ever put on a Packer uniform. He's going to do the same thing for Devontae Adams like he did for Jordy. And when Jordy left, now look at Tay. Tay's coming up on nipping on those heels for Jordy. He wants to have all, all of his players be the best Packer to ever put on a uniform. And that's this farewell, farewell tour that I'm seeing right now. It's how if many records, how many Packers records it, can I break? If he wants to solidify it, go to another Super Bowl. All our other Hall of Fame quarterbacks went to two. Yeah. Well, go to maybe another Super Bowl. So that maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's that final chess piece that he needs. But you look at all the records that are going down, you know, the two now. Uh, the 206 yards from Adams, which did not seem like 206 yards, but all of that came on that one 58 yard pass. And yeah. then the rest of it was everything else, but still record, right? Uh, the, the number of touchdowns record. I mean, he's at 422 now. So he surpassed, I believe, Philip Rivers now on the career list of touchdowns. And he's going to work his way up. But that's a career thing. That's not a, that's not a Green Bay Packer thing. But, and, and he's not going to, I don't think he's going to reach Favre in terms of touchdowns. It's not going to be possible to break that record just because Favre played for so long and never missed a damn game. 
you know, I mean, that's going to be an impossible record to break for the Packers unless we get somebody else. But every other record is probably going to be broken, Matt. And I think that's what this farewell tour is for him. Well, he can he can impress the world with as many records as he would like. I would like to see him hit Lazar open in the middle. Yeah. Hit him in the middle. I mean, the kid can play. Like and and you know, not for nothing, but if we're going to only win our games here by a last second field goal in the clutch, like I'm confident that Jordan Love would put us in the exact same position. In, I don't know about in, that. In, in position, don't that. you don't think that Jordan Love? I know it would have happened. You know how I know it would have happened because we wouldn't have passed forty-seven times and only handed off twenty-two times. That's, That's why. True. That's our true. run game wouldn't be thirty percent of our offense. It would be sixty to seventy percent of our offense. I mean, look at. Okay, here we go. Aaron Jones, fourteen carries, hundred and three yards, seven point four yards Phenomenal. per carry. 14 carries he's not he's he's just starting to get warmed up 14 carries I don't think we're going to see more than that though Matt from him I think that's that you know why because they have to conserve him and they then they're going to give Dylan another but they need to give Dylan another 14 or 15 we need to be right around that 30 rushes AJ Dylan AJ Dylan eight carries for 30 yards 3.8 yards per carry that's still a win too 3.8 3.8 is a win Times 3.8 by three, and that's a first down. <coughs> yep. So that means he's winning. And a lot of the times he was running right into the pile because we were doing these weird kind of toss sweeps and these offset. A.J. Dillon is a downhill runner. We need to put Tunyon back there or Mercedes Lewis back there, give him one block, and let Dillon hit that hole at full speed. He does that four or five times. We're going to see what he did in the Tennessee game where all of a sudden they just started letting him go. So two takes on that. So the first thing is on the offensive line, they were not blocking well. I think they were trying to, just like they try to scheme everything else, the offensive line coach was trying to figure something out because they weren't run blocking well. They were pass blocking. We did in the first series. Yeah. In the first series, we marched it right down. And then Rogers, a couple of incompletes. And uh, here we go. We punt. Why? Why keep going to Jones, who's averaging seven yards a carry when we can quickly go three and out? Yeah, that's I don't get it. But in terms of the offensive line, I'm telling you, I mean, they 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 pass blocked horribly. And one of the things I noticed about Dylan is he's a big boy. But he runs very upright. He does not run like Derrick Henry, even though he has that Derrick Henry build. It's not that he doesn't run into people and doesn't like contact, but when you look yeah. at him, he runs a little bit more upright than he should for what the, ty- for the type of back that he is. He could, it's going to take some time, but he needs to bring that pad level down. But that's something that I noticed a little bit. I went back and looked at some of his runs just cause I, I, I'm just like, why is he not like he's bruising people, but it's not the same. Like you can tell he's powerful. And I was looking at it. He runs very upright, man. And see, I, I get when I get when you say they're going to try and save him and keep him healthy. This is my problem. During a rain game, we shouldn't be passing the ball so much. We should be running a little bit more. When we get into the cold, we should be running a little bit more. But instead, mm-hmm. we've got to have Rogers. 45 to 50 attempts every single game because he wants to break remember he has control okay but how about we keep rogers healthy i'd like to see rogers for the playoffs and when he's getting sacked three four times a game he's not going to be healthy for the playoffs we've seen him take a hit not get back up 
more than on one occasion. Mm -hmm. I would prefer if, you know, and I do not, knock on wood, knock on wood, I do not want any more of my Packer players injured. We have more than enough injuries for our and it's not division. even, and yeah, it's not even but, quantity. It's just the quality of players that are getting yeah. injured right now, dude. Are I mean, who can lose their the number one? Well, let's top two corners, and he's not the second corner in the league. Yeah, yeah, Jair. the number one corner, number one left tackle, number two guard with uh, uh, J- uh, 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 uh Jenkins, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who else are we missing? We're uh, MBS, uh, uh, MBS, uh, Zadarius Smith, uh. You know, I mean, the list is starting just to get right there. Those deep. five, those five players right there. You look at every single level and everywhere we are, those injuries and the fact that we're still winning. And the reason that we're winning close is because we are not, again, this is five straight games now, Matt, five straight games where the offense starts slow and it takes them at least a quarter and a half to get going. That's maybe OTAs not, yeah. are important. Hey, maybe, maybe OTAs maybe. are important. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have gone. I, I would have been there. I, I don't know. Somebody pays me $28 million, I would be on time. I can guarantee you that. I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's a difference between protecting players and making them understand, you know, that that they're valuable for the season, but there's a difference between doing that and having them come in. And- this is Matt coming to you from Cincinnati, Bengals country, where I'm a huge Packers fan. This is Packers Without Borders. Shout out to Matt and Bruce for putting on a good show. You know, if you like the Packers Without Borders with uh, me, Matt, and of course my good buddy Bruce in El Paso, and uh, the stuff that we, the content that we do, and some of the jokes and hilarious stuff, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit that retweet button, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget you can go on to Anchor. There's a uh, subscription. You could also uh, uh, help pay to sponsor Keep the show going. You can do iTunes. You can do Spotify. We're on every platform you can possibly imagine, but really iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. If you guys can go in there and subscribe, retweet, help us out. That would be fantastic. You can follow Matt at LarsonMatt2 on Twitter, and you can follow me at Bruce Edmonds on Twitter as well. We love you guys. Really appreciate the support. Peace. Go Pack Go. Hey everybody, this is Eric from Acme Army, and I just want to say, if you're not listening to Packers Without Borders, it's time for you to pull your heads out of your collective asses and get listening to them on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. It's worth your time. We're five games in, and teams are, at this point, teams are who they are, man. After four games, you see exactly where we are. The defense is performing better than I expected at this point. And the offense is performing lower. If we had the defense that we have now, with the offense clicking that we had last year, these games would not be close. We'd be winning by eleven to fifteen every single game. How do how how do we not have all three aspects of the team play right? You know, know. it's like the defense goes out there and gets us a three and out, and you're like, oh wow, hey, that's unexpected. Hey, I'll take that all day long. And then the mm-hmm. offense goes out there and moves the ball great. And we go down and score. And it's like, woohoo! hey, we're looking like we're going to stop these guys into the earth. 
And then Crosby misses a field goal. We shank the punt. We can't cover a return. Right? I like, don't I don't understand. I, all three phases. And that's the thing. That's the one thing that we need is that consistency. But it's guys not showing up. Why can't they continually have that attitude that they're supposed to have? You know? I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, myself, uh, I was uh, not pleased that we are not running the ball a little bit more. I think Aaron Jones and Dylan are uh, the probably the best tandem in the league, and I think that they should be utilized at least fifty percent of the time. I mean, Lafleur is coming out going, "We need to establish the run." Thirty percent is not establishing the run. Thirty percent is running because you have to run. Thirty percent is nothing. I would like right. to see it. I'd like to see it 50, 50. I, I, if I had my way, it'd be 60, 40 with Rogers only passing 40% of the time. Oh, he's the MVP, this and that hundred percent. I want to see him passing 40% of the time. That way, when we get into those games where the run game isn't working, we can lean on him and he's fresh because the run game has been working the last two games and, and we're not leaning on it. We should be leaning on it. We should be going to what is working. I mean, Bloody hell. Jones goes down, runs 74 yards or 64 yards, whatever it is, busts it wide open. They are huffing and puffing. And the first thing we do is three and out. Come did on. You see him, did you see Jones apologize for pushing that guy out of the way? He, <laughs> he threw that guy? He's like, on my worst manners. It's like, dude, I love that dude. <laughs> That was awesome. That was awesome. And you know what? Dylan was just starting to get cooking too. They had these weird kind of guard arounds and they brought a tackle around at one point. The tackle's too slow to be running all the way that way. I yep. mean, maybe maybe if it was Bakhtiari, he could have made it. But no, it, 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 that was, it, these some of these designed run plays don't need to happen. You know what you need to do every now and then? You need to give the defensive line that gut punch. Line up in an eye formation. Give us a fullback. Give us Daphne or DeGuire or somebody back there. Put Dylan yeah. back there and slam it right up the middle. And you got to do that a couple, two, three times in the game just so that those interior defensive linemen are huffing and puffing a little bit. I mean, on our first drive, it was handoff, handoff, short little pass, handoff, handoff, short little pass. And those guys were, they were dying. They were sucking wind. And it was first quarter. I'm like, this is perfect. We're going to drain them completely out right off the hop. Mm -hmm. And then we go three and out, give them a great opportunity to get in the game. And that's where we miss. Well, that's where we miss. Like you said, you know, we don't need more offensive weapons. We need our offensive weapons. But that's as much as people complain about MVS, man. Just genuinely, that guy is so crucial to our RPO because the dude is good. He's good on long balls. I mean, you think about how consistent he is on that. And without having that deep threat, because that's what we don't have right now. Lazard, Adams, and Cobb are all short to intermediate pass. Great hands dudes that are going to catch the ball, but they're not going to blow the top off the defense. So what is the defense going to do? Like you said, they play, they're going to play four yards off. They're going to be... Yeah because there's no fear of anything going over the top. And that's a, apparently something that's a, extremely crucial to uh, LaFleur's offense is making sure you have that dude where you have the safeties deep, you know, whether it's, it's a cover two or whatever it is where you have two guys deep and all they're doing is just rotating those safeties over onto Adams and double teaming him that, that 16 yard completion to, to Cobb um, for the game winner was double team Adams 
Tanya was completely covered up. And the only person who could catch that ball was Cobb. And he ran a perfect route. Honestly, everything on that was great. And if you notice that ball, dude, that was insane to me. It hit. So on his follow through, it, the defender hit Roger's hand and it still pinpoint right on the money to, to Cobb. But we need that dude to blow the top off of the defense. And that's going to be MBS, man. When he comes back, I think we'll start seeing a lot more explosive plays off these guys where it's run, run, and then deep pass every once in a while shot plays, those things, which are what are non-existent right now, other than Adams, but Adams isn't going to get a lot. He might get one a game, one every two or three games, but they're double teaming him. They're not going to make, they're going to make sure that, that Adams doesn't beat you. Right. So that's the biggest difference well, I see in this offense right now, man especially with Rogers seems to have laser focus on him right now. I mean, I get he's the number one receiver. It's okay to look at somebody else occasionally. All I'm saying is you're going to throw the ball 48 times. How about 46 of them? You look at Adams, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, let's, 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 let's at least try and spread this around just a little bit. The last thing I want is Adams being overworked in a game, taking a hit and then being gone for, we lost him for what? three, four games last year, we don't need to, yeah, we don't need to lose him again, you know? And I agree with you. MVS is a huge loss. He keeps the safeties deep. Uh, He keeps them honest, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can't cheat. They can't play cover one. They got to play cover two. The moment they go cover one or cover zero, that's the first place is, is Rogers is looking over at him going, take off. Yeah. We're going. Which they never do. Exactly. And Tanyan is not, owning the middle of the field right now, whether it's well, he's drawing the tougher assignment. Yeah. He's drawing the tougher assignment. We talked about this, right? After getting 14 touchdowns, suddenly you have a name. And when the guys are going into the film room, they go, what did Tanyan do last year? 14 touchdowns. Oh crap. We you know what? We can't put, you know, our backup. He's the number two read. Yep. He's the number two read. We we gotta go with somebody good on him. And he's drawing tougher assignments. Yeah. I mean it's it's part of the NFL. That's basically how it works so we got the we got eric stokes is legitimate i think that uh uh yeah case or chase or whatever his name is he he definitely had some catches i mean one of them was a big monster catch where he got behind savage i don't know how you get savage is playing deepest man and this kid gets behind him i know people say oh it was four or five second scramble drill it doesn't matter. He can't get past you, right? He just can't. So, dude's good, man. Look, Jamar yeah, Chase is he's legit. Good. He's he's good. He's Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Those two guys, as young wide receivers, are phenomenal, dude. Yeah, I mean, they've got the the toe tap that that fucker that catch on the sideline. Oh. I was like, how oh. the fuck did you do? Because the coverage he- was perfect on Stokes was perfect coverage. I know the ball was out of bounds. He cut it out of bounds, hands reaching over the white line, and still put his feet down. I was, I like, was how the fuck did you do that, dude? I was so pissed off and so impressed at the same time because yes. I was like, yes. no, no, man, it's beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's like beautiful. son of a bitch that little those yeah. little oh those little Terrible. black rubber balls popped and you know, up, and I was like, holy smokes! And Stokes had been playing so well, and then it mm-hmm. was like. Oops, just a little bit here. Oops, just a little bit there. And that's all he needed, right? I mean, Burrow, that was clearly his first read. You know, 
the Bengals, like we talked about, they're not a they're not a team to stuff away. They're not a they're not a bad team. They, no. they they're a pretty good team. That defense looks pretty good. That defensive line got after them, just like we talked about. We've got uh, the Bears week. The Bears still suck. The Bears, Bears, Bears. Apparently, already they're talking about oh how the refs are going to help us win, and it's like clearly you do not watch a Packer game because the refs don't help us do anything. In no, fact, oh Rodgers has been tripped. Rodgers has been tripped, I think, every game this year. Three times. Three times. Three, been three games in a row. No calls. No calls. And they're just blatant. Blatant. And they're like, no. One of them, they threw the flag, right? They threw the flag, and they went out and talked about it, and then picked up the flag, right? Dude, the most uncommon penalty to call, and it's happened three times on Rodgers, is insane to me. Dude, I it was – there's a I follow a couple bears on Twitter, man. There's some good there's some good bears accounts on there, dude. Uh, Let's go bears is one. Um, I don't I don't know what his name is, but it was interesting, dude. I I I started going back and forth with him a little bit this week, obviously because it's fun. Um, and he posted he put, I really hope the Packers line up to stop the run so Fields can stop them apart or, or or let Fields beat them. And I was just like. You know what? That's probably what's going to happen, and I'm pretty sure Fields is not going to tear up our secondary, even the way it is. Wow. King played very well. He did exactly what he had to do. But he's hurt. Stokes is, but he's hurt. So he's gone again. Yeah, he's gone again. He's got a shoulder injury now. This guy is like glass. You know, uh, yeah, and Jair's exactly out it. at least another two weeks. But like I at said. Least. If At we least. can go two and one these next three games, which is all I was asking for between and we we've eked one out, then we've got Cincinnati, and then we've got Washington, which is no joke, right? Heineke's yeah. flinging that ball pretty good. But if we can go two and one in these three games and start getting everybody back a little bit, because we'll have MVS probably by then. But once we start getting into the Kansas cities and the Arizona's of the world and that little stretch of the, we need to have everybody back. So if we can, I don't think the bears, their defense is legit. So we're not going to score 31 points on them. I don't believe. Um, so our defense needs to step up here and the way that Gary's playing right now, the way that Devondre Campbell's playing, I think we're going to see a lot of, I, this is the game and you have to chug a beer, by the way, where we're going to see a lot. of. I know. Smith, I know. Buddy. I know. This I is, don't even this have is the a game. beer I could chug. This is the game where we're going to see a lot of him, I believe. I think it, they're going to give him two weeks to acclimate, to figure out what he's supposed to be doing. They're probably going to use him 15 times or so, and it's just going to be specifically to rush the passer. And they're going to start getting him in there, and they're probably going to move Preston inside a little bit on this game um, because Clark is – is doing what he's supposed to be doing, right? You look at that, he's demanding the double teams, but he needs some help on the inside. And they're just not using these other dudes the way that you want them to use them. I don't understand, you know, because they're using two dudes. So maybe they're looking at a speed rush. Slayton, or maybe, yeah, Slayton I had understand. a great game. Slayton yeah, had but they a didn't great use game him very against much. Well, no, but they started to use him when they were realizing that he needed a couple of plays, two, three plays in a row to at least get into the groove of the game. You get the guy to run out there. He's been standing there for 45 minutes, run out there. He does one play and yep. comes running back. What are you What are you expecting on the one play? Right? Well, you got to at least get him in there for a handful of series. I mean, yeah, I, I say we see Jalen Smith too. I say that we see uh, a couple of the uh, backup uh, corners here. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess the good news is, is uh, uh, the Bears don't have Montgomery. He is still out. Yep. 
Uh, we will see. Allen Robinson is very, con- you know, he has not been showing no. up these games. No, it's Mooney. It's Mooney. Mooney on the deep ball. That's what we're going to be worried about is Mooney on the deep ball. I think uh, I think the Packers are going to play a little bit more cover two, and they're going to make Justin Fields sit in the pocket and beat us. You know, that's what He's, exactly gonna, what the Bears are asking for, which is what I was saying. I was like, you want that's what you want, but I don't think you want that. I think we're going to throw enough at at Fields to confuse him as a rookie quarterback in his what third start now, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, Dude has some wheels, so that's a little bit concerning to me, to be honest with you. With those mobile quarterbacks, I always shit my pants. And Kaepernick, I shit my pants, dude. Like, Lamar, you, you yeah. see a dude who has honed that craft and how good he is. Kyler Murray, same thing. This dude is very similar to those guys where he he has wheels, man. He, he looks to run, and especially as a young ro- rookie, right, who doesn't know where to throw the ball and can't get off of that. He'll get that one read and then run. Um I'm a little bit worried about it, but then you look at Devondre Campbell, dude, and sweet baby Jesus, dude. I love that guy. Oh my God. I think he this is, is uh, the turning think, point for the defense, right? I think this is a shootout. Just like uh, most of the Bears games that we play, uh, they know us, we know them. We are very familiar with what they do, and they are very familiar with what we do. And they know all the ins and outs, and we know all the ins and outs. I think this is a shootout. I think this one is. Uh, I'm going to say 37, 31. Wow. This one's, this one's going to be high scoring. This one, uh, I think the bears will take uh, the lead at the beginning and then the Packers get the uh, offensive machine rolling and uh, we uh, take over and don't look back. But I, I think this one is uh, high scoring. I think this is going to put up, you know, 70 points for the game. Well, let's see. I, I need to think about that a little bit so on a Saturday I'll get my prediction I'll, I'll, I'll think about that a little bit because I was thinking a little bit low scoring but I'll look at I'll look at those stats and see what we're going to do on Saturday bro I mean remember uh the Bears had a really good defense when Aaron Rodgers put six TDs up in the first half that's true right we know these yep. guys and they know us so they are going to yep. score there's no doubt that they're going to score they're just like when we played Detroit why does Detroit look so good against us it's because yep. they know us and we know them that's true. That's why. Minnesota, right? same thing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's division rivalry, right? This is going to be a great game. Uh, I love some of the trash talk that's happening on uh, Twitter. It's uh, pretty funny. It's pretty entertaining. At the it's same fun. time, everybody remember uh, Rogers and Cobb are uh, bear killers. That's what they do for a living. And uh, that's what we've been doing for the last 30 years. And uh, the bear Bears fans need to cool their jets just a little bit yeah they need to remember that they're zero and four under the yeah. floor and they're about to go zero and five yeah yeah it's not going to be pretty either it's no. going to be in chicago you're getting them chicago pizzas yeah. while they're watching the bears yeah oh man what a right, week for brother. football i'm excited Mason Crosby, are you worried? No. I think this is the one game. He gives us one game every year where he just seems off. And then after that, he becomes laser focused. So I think, uh, you know, we're about to see 27 in a row again from uh, I pick, Mason. I picked him up in fantasy because everybody dropped. And I was like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. Can't, we can't score in the red zone. We're kicking way too many field goals, number one. And yeah. it's an anomaly. We talked about this. Maybe I maybe I jinxed him, dude, by mentioning 
getting his four field goal miss from Detroit last week, dude. I don't know. Might have been. I don't Might know. Have been. I don't Might know. Have been. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Rogers six touchdowns in a in a half. To, yeah, uh, yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's gonna let's, he's let's gonna throw break that out in the universe again. Yeah. yeah, it'll be eight, eight this time. Uh, there it it'll is. Be 50, 56 nothing at the half, and that'll be it. Yeah. We'll actually make Chicago leave Chicago. We'll get we'll to watch to, Jordan. Uh, we'll get to watch Jordan Love and Fields yeah. play the whole second oh, half. The whole second half. Yeah. The, whole the future. The, the future. future. Yes. <laughs> right on, brother. Uh, you have yourself a uh, good anybody. last uh, day in uh, Florida. Enjoy last the last twenty-four hours. Last twenty-four uh, hours before I get to sleep in my sleep number bed tomorrow. It is a uh, rainy day, and about three hours west of us, they had snow yesterday, and they should have snow a little bit again tonight. Uh, we're not predicted to get snow, but this is now that we are in that realm of possibility that any day now, there could be the snow on the freeze. ground. The first yeah. freeze. Well, it was, it was two nights ago, minus two degrees. Jesus. That's what it went down to. I know, freezing. And then that day... 25 so you know welcome to fall <laughs> it's, it was 90 degrees yesterday it was so hot here dude that it started raining it was so damn hot that happens a lot oh. here so but we've got our ponchos so we're good we i don't care about rain rain doesn't bother me the humidity's kicking my ass dude my balls are stuck i'm only together. happy when it rains <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know what? You need to start the show uh, with that. Good Lord Almighty. <laughs> you win. Do you remember that song? All of right. course I remember it. All Jesus right, all right. Christ. Uh, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> all right, buddy. You have Take yourself care, a great day. We'll talk. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go pack go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. The Bears still suck.